well in Matthew chapter 1. And I said to those who came that night that I read a quote this week thinking about Emmanuel. And the quote said, best, the best experiences are shared experiences. And, and I know that you recognize that and understand how true it is. I, I over the years uh, of ministry, have gone on several trips. Sometimes they're family-oriented to one of my sisters who live in other places. A lot of times, uh, missions trips to other countries. And a good amount of the time, my wife has been able to go with me, but there are certain trips that she couldn't. And I always remember coming back and Chris asking me, hey, how was the trip? And I always would say, oh, it was a really good trip, but it would have been better if you would have been with me. Uh, because the best experiences are shared with, with, with people that you love. Um, it makes all the difference in the world because I believe that the greatest gift, one of the greatest gifts at least, is the present of your presence. And you being with people, especially at very difficult times, is absolutely an awesome gift to people, more than you might ever imagine. Uh, when I was in college, all through my college years, my family lived in England, in London. My dad worked there and been transferred there for about seven years. And I remember my last year, my senior year, I was playing basketball, and I played a lot previous to that. And that year, we had a guy who was a freshman who came in way bigger and taller than me, better than me. So I didn't get a lot of time of play that year as a senior. And I remember my parents flying over from England um, to come to my last game. And I felt kind of bad because they traveled all that way and spent all that money, and I think I played about seven minutes of the game, which wasn't much. And afterwards, I kind of apologized. I said, oh, I wish I would have played more. And they said, no, it really didn't matter because all, all we did was come here to be with you. And you know what? It was the most important thing, just having their presence here and, and making that sacrifice to come made all the difference in the world. I was able to practice that myself later on. Um, about 23 years ago, uh, I went to Haiti for the first time. And when I was there, I met this really cute little girl, and her name is Sandia. And I got to know her a little bit, and after being there for about a week, I came home, and my wife and I prayed about it, and we said, we want to support her. So we have supported her for her schooling ever since she's been six. And that went through elementary school, middle school, high school, and even through college. And she's 29 now, and we still talk to her pretty much almost every day, um, texting her more or less. And we entered the application about 10 months, for, 10 months ago for the government program so that Sandia could come and live with us. It's a two-year program. And pray for her because she, her, her faith's being tested because a lot of people that put in their names for the people from Haiti very much the same time that we did have had those people come a couple months ago, and she still hasn't been. We've called our congressman, and uh, nothing's happened so far, and they're not allowing any more entrances to the program as of the end of the year, so she's a little bit concerned about that. Um, but I remember how important it was for us to go there and to be in her place, and, and then... We are with her, and now we want her to come back to our place. And, and when the government said, the only thing you really need to do qualification-wise is that when she comes, sign on the dotted line and prove to us by your bank records that you can pay for everything she needs. <laughs> That's all they cared about, really, was that you could take care of it so they wouldn't have to. Um, 
Emmanuel. That's one of Jesus' names. God with us. It couldn't be any more important than that. I mean, more than being with friends, more than being with family, more than getting someone that you love that's been in another country to come and be with. It's great. All of those are great. But God with us. Oh, see, that's what his name means. It means, first and foremost, that he came to our place. That's what it means. Jesus became a human being. He came to our place where we were. If you've ever gone to Haiti, at least when I went the first time, it wasn't an easy place. We were one of the first times there. And when I went there, they didn't have indoor bathrooms. They didn't have showers. There were these stalls outside and somebody brought you a bucket and that's what you had. And uh, that's how it was. But we went to her place because we wanted to see how she lived and what her life was like, and be able to visualize all the things that she goes to. See, we went to her place, and then we signed the line on the line not too far ago to pay for everything. See, Jesus not only came to our place, but he took our place. Um, He took our sin. There are two names in Matthew 1, Emmanuel and Jesus, and they're both significant. In fact, they go together. He came to our place so that he could take our place. He became Emmanuel so he could be Jesus because it means to save us. I said this morning that Christmas is a rescue story, and that's what Jesus did for us. He paid everything. See, he said, I know what it takes to pay everything, and, and I can demonstrate it like they want me and Chris to do. I can, dem- I can prove it, Jesus says. And he did when he stretched out his hands on the cross for us and died. See, God most high became God most nigh. And he did that so that he could die on the cross for us. Not only did he come to our place and take our place, but now he invites us back to his place. Um, as was mentioned a little earlier, forever God with us and us with him forever. It's a joyous thing. And, and I think of the incarnation and I think of salvation because that's what it means. Jesus became a man so he could die in our place and so that we could be with him forever. In a nutshell, that's some, at least a good part of the gospel, right? But can I tell you tonight as Christians, we all get that and understand it. And if we're Christians, we've accepted it. But can I tell you, I found this week as I studied a little bit more that the incarnation is not just salvation, it's solidarity. And by that I mean this. Can I tell you this? We all know Emmanuel, God with us, but have you ever read the other phrases in the birth narrative that say the same thing? The angel came to Joseph and said, you're going to call his name Jesus, and then it says, you'll call his name Emmanuel, God with us. But I have found that everyone in the Old and New Testament, including the birth narrative of Jesus, every time God says, I'm going to be with you, you almost ought to go, uh-oh. <laughs> Joseph was told that, and he had to, he married Mary and didn't know how it was going to turn out, how people would look at it, what would happen to her. It wasn't going to make him look good, that's for sure, since he was righteous, he was Sadiq. He, he was a guy who followed the law, and now it's going to look like maybe he was the father after all. But see, God was with him, but it didn't mean a pain-free or a, a problem-free life. Mary, the, the angel says, Hail, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Uh-oh. For her, she didn't know how the people in her community would take it, her family. 
She didn't know for sure if they wouldn't stone her. Certainly her reputation would be dragged through the mud the remainder of her life and more. I mean, a lot of things went with it, but God was with her. Even John the baptizer in the text, it says at the end to Zechariah that the hand of the Lord was with him. But John the baptizer got arrested for calling out sin. He had his head literally cut off when God was with him. You see, for us as Christians, the Lord with us, and we talked about tonight what it meant, and it meant a lot of very positive things. Do you know what it also means tonight? It means that God's with us no matter what, no matter what we face. He's with us because he became a human being. Listen to what it means. He suffered. If you read the Christology of Hebrews in chapter 2 and 4, you're going to find that it means even more than our salvation. It means that when you feel tempted, be encouraged because God with us means Jesus was too. He was tested. He was tempted. See, he, the Bible says, can sympathize with our weaknesses because God with us. See, he shared in it. He knows what it means to be tired, to be hungry, to be thirsty. He knows what pain means. I wrote in my notes, what pain does Jesus not fully comprehend? The answer is none of them. Because God with us means not solidarity only. It means, I mean, salvation. It means solidarity. He with, he's with us. He knows this. Can I tell you tonight? He has not asked for you to endure anything that he has himself not already endured. He knows. The Bible says he's sympathetic to it. Do you know what solidarity means? Unity or agreement of feeling, action, mutual support. So God with us means at Christmas time, we don't have a distant deity that we serve who is so transcendent, so way out there that is not in touch with our feelings, our emotions, our pains, our difficulties. He knows that he knows what every pain feels like. And I was going in my mind and my prayers this week through people who sit in our pews and I was thinking, oh, Jesus knows Bob Gottwald has a lung disease and sometimes he can't breathe very well. And you know what? Jesus was on the cross he was being asphyxiated, and he couldn't breathe well. And that's why all the seven statements are staccato-like little verses, so to speak, because he had to pull up in awful pain to get enough breath to say things like, Father, forgive them. He knows what it's like not to be able to breathe well. He knows what it's like for Kim Pinelli and Carol. He knows what it's your back, your back to be inflamed with pain. He was flogged with a cat of nine. He knows. He knows all those. He knows what weary feet feel like. He knows to have an awful headache because he had crown of thorns pierced his head. I mean, there isn't. You go through it today in all the pain. He knows what it's like for his friends to not be there with him when he needed them. Oh, he knows all of those things. So it is not just a name that encompasses our future and will be with him forever. No, Emmanuel is something that touches our lives now in every way that you could possibly think of. And this Christmas, for you or perhaps for others who are facing these problems, I encourage you, take heart because God's with us. Can I add one more thing, though? You know why we did the 12 days of Christmas for our small groups? 
Because if you have solidarity with God and he has been with you in your pain and difficulty, I believe scripturally that that should make you a person who has the ability and the sympathy to do the very same thing God has done for you with others. Look around you this Christmas. There are people who are hurting emotionally, relationally, financially, and otherwise. People who are in the hospital that you could visit if you have time off, make the time. You know why? Because God in Christ brought solidarity to us. In our pain, in our grief, he is there with us. And in turn, you and I should be the hands and feet of Jesus. So our small groups are going over and presenting meals like my wife's group did today. And I know people who have been giving checks and money to people, people who have been making meals for people, people who are doing all kinds of special things. And you know what? And some people were just sitting with them and talking with them and going to the hospital and, and, and feeling their pain and their hurt with us. Why do we do that as a church? Because it's Christmas and it's good to do good things. No, although that's good. Why? Because we have a Savior We have an Emmanuel, God with us. And it ought to make a difference, not only vertically, but horizontally in our lives, especially in others who have needs. We're going to have a word of prayer, and then we're going to go downstairs and enjoy some dessert together. But would you pray as I pray? Would you pray that this year Emmanuel would mean more to me than God with me But as it says in the scripture, the plural pronoun, God with us. Let's do that together. Would you bow your heads and hearts? Oh, we couldn't be more thankful, Lord, could we? For Emmanuel, God with us. With us as a human being. With us to take our sins. To give us freedom, liberty, emancipation. But not just with us so someday we can be with you, but so that we could be with you today. Every day you're with us. Every problem we face, every trouble, every fear, every time we are discouraged, anxious, depressed, frustrated, uncertain, doubting, you're with us all the time. Through all of it, You'll never leave us. In fact, you'll never forsake us. Lord, we're so thankful that you were without God. You took our without God part when you died on the cross and cried, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? See, the without God you took so that we could have the with God part. And we're thankful that you entered into our suffering and gone way before that because you took way after that because you took all of our suffering and more. Help us to rejoice in Emmanuel for us, and then by doing so, we might overflow into the lives of others who need to know that you can be with them as well. May we do that the more we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.